Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. I'm so excited today to discuss about ACO. And finally, finally, we got Chris Palmer on our show. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Yeah, yeah, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show. You know, yeah, I'm fine in Florida. Yeah, we've been working on this for a while. You know, yeah, <laughs> it took yeah. us a while to, to link up, but finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. totally. And you know, yeah, I watch a bunch of your live streams with Craig Campbell, your personal uh, shows. Yeah, love them. Love to learn a lot more from you. Uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, background and experience and why you decided to learn more about SEO and provide so valuable information about that. So, you know, it really. So my name is Chris Palmer. I run a very small agency uh, for, you know, multi-location businesses generally called chrispalmermarketing.com. I also run a mastermind where we focus on testing affiliate and also local markets, you know, like maps and Google My Business. So we have a mastermind at smastermind.org. Chris Palmer Marketing is the uh, agency. And then as far as the YouTube channel, Chris Palmer SEO. So that's like all that I'm doing currently. I'm 36 years old. I live in Pennsylvania. I have two kids. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, why did I start? You know, I was working in the marketing industry um, in travel, timeshares, travel clubs. So inside of that process is where I really learned a lot. Um, you know, I really just wanted to work for myself. So that's really where it all started. And I did all the platforms like your fibers and you know, all the forums like Black Hat World, Warrior Forum, I did. And it just snowballed. You know, as far as offering the information, I realized very early on that in order to gain trust with a, for somebody to work with me, they have to trust me. So the fastest way that I found to build trust is to showcase my skill set and build a relationship. So that's why I started doing the YouTube. That's why I started giving it away for free because I learned that that's the fastest way for me to build relationships. That's why it started really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Today, it's hard to go ahead without building relationships. Yeah, you need to build them to build your network. Uh, and, you know, uh, I thought what kind of topic we can cover today because you submitted the request. Anything, anything about SEO. Anything you want, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, I love it because uh, that means you are, uh, you know, the topic. You don't care a lot about questions. So let's Not at all. Uh, asking about my my first question is more about SEO twenty twenty two. What do you think? Uh, where are, uh, new websites need to pay? Uh, their attention. For example, I have clients, um, a big company. You now, yeah, they uh, have uh, a lot of sales. You know, a lot of sales, uh, good products, but uh, they they didn't start SEO. You know, and uh, mm. what they need to do first to build website, to create content plan. Can you provide your checklist? Uh, what uh, new businesses need to do today? So they need to simplify. SEO and really start at the beginning, the foundation, you know, nailing down the foundation, your URL structure from the very beginning. I see this a lot, like really nailing it down. It's your website.com forward slash the keyword you want to target. You know, like that's really step one 
as far as a business too, getting into SEO, they really need to go and see what Google's rewarding. So Google's showing us what they want to see. So by going to the homepage and looking at your leading competition and figuring out how many words do I need to write? How many heading tags do I need? How many images do I need? How many videos do I need? You know, literally mirroring um, to a degree of what the competition's doing is, is key. So looking at what the competition is doing and doing your own version of it, making sure the structure and foundation is solid is, is, is a massive piece. Um, and then don't ever veer away from the main topic. I see this a lot with businesses. So your, your main objective is to sell rugs, right? And then you have 97 pages of blog content, but only four pages of product pages right? So I think leaning more towards like a hybrid of where it's a service-based location page, if it's local or a product slash informational page. So beefing up your pages, your product pages to contain information. Um, so yeah, I think staying on topic, making sure your structure is solid and then looking at Google, what Google's ranking to give you a guide, uh, for what you need to build out. Cause that's a perfect guide. See what's winning. Yeah, so I hope nice. that, that answers your question. Yeah, nice, nice, valuable. Uh, we have a big audience right now online. Thanks awesome. guys for listening, watching us. Uh, Maria Kazakova from, uh, yeah, she's the head of Sirankin, uh, you know, influence marketing. Love it. You know, thanks guys uh, for taking part and uh, listening to, uh, from us. And um, can you tell more about creating uh, a content strategy? Uh, for example, if I open SEMrush, IHRS, or Serankin, uh, it doesn't matter, uh, any uh, good tools, and I can see a bunch of keywords, a list of keywords. For example, I type weight loss, I can get weight loss supplements, weight loss, uh, I don't know, uh, how to lose weight fast and something like this. How to find which keywords I need to cover and how to group them? Because in most cases, uh, they are overwhelmed uh, and overpriced, and um, it's hard to go ahead if you use just generic strategy trying to uh, outrun big websites that uh, spent uh, so much time and resources to uh, get these positions. Yeah. So you, you 99.9% .9 of business owners know what their products are. They know what their services are and they know the questions that they need to answer. Right. So by going and utilizing these tools, if you type in, you know, you're a rug seller, you'll get all your primary keywords where I feel that business owners are, are lacking here is they'll go into these tools and they'll see, and they'll go for the long tail keywords. Mm -hmm. They'll build out hundreds of pages targeting very low competition keywords to build up where I think that you'll get a competitive advantage is shoot for keywords that are in the middle, middle, mm -hmm. middle competition, middle volume, because if you optimize for a big keyword, you'll bring in all the small stuff just by writing naturally. So what I would do is if you put in your primary keyword, you have a big list and you're overwhelmed, go for the middle of the road, like middle competition keyword with high, like medium volume traffic coming in mm -hmm. and write your article naturally around that keyword. And just by optimizing for the big keyword, you'll bring in all that small stuff because pages mm -hmm. rank for way more than one or two keywords. So what I'm getting at is instead of targeting long tail, because it takes the same amount of time to reach the finish line. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. if I have to wait anyway, optimize your page for a medium traffic keyword and you'll bring in all the small stuff. So I, mm -hmm. I think like, don't overwhelm yourself, type in what you do, get your keyword, go for the middle of the road and then optimize for a bigger keyword. You'll bring in all the small stuff. Don't focus on the little, 
you're, mm-hmm. you're working backwards. You know, I see that a lot. People yeah. think they're doing themselves a favor, but it's going to take you so much longer to reach the finish line. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. About, uh, what about cannibalization? For example, if I choose uh, middle uh, volume keywords, you know, uh, how to uh, group them? Uh, because uh, uh, I don't want to confuse Google, you know, uh, with uh, irrelevant keywords to some pages. And uh, yeah, uh, because uh, on tools, I can't group them, you know, the, in the correct way. Yeah, of course, we have some parent topic and uh, similar. But um, when I check out user intent, I can see that most of them uh, are not irrelevant to each other. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, from your experience, how to do it? So when we're talking about clustering or siloing mm-hmm. or keyword cannibalization, this is only an issue when you have very large e-commerce websites and you're competing with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about sites less than 500 pages, right? Google ranks pages, not websites. So it's one page, one keyword, right? Mm-hmm. You're, that's what you're optimizing for. As far as grouping, you're writing one page on one topic, one idea. As far as your internal link, you're going to link in a sidebar probably or a secondary footer to other relevant pieces of content, right? So I wouldn't be worried about uh, keyword cannibalization unless you have a massive site. And the way to remedy this is when you're doing a search, if you say you have two similar search terms, do a search for both keywords and look and see, is Google showing the same sites? If they are, then you need to choose a different keyword. Does that make sense to you? Do you know what I mean by this? Yeah, like if you're going to compete with yourself, then you need to change the keyword that you're targeting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about keyword cannibalization unless you have thousands of pages. That You know, right. that I think that that's less of a problem than people make out on because most people don't have a thousand pages on their site, mm-hmm. you know? So smaller stuff, as far as clustering is concerned, don't overthink it. It's one page, one idea, one topic. I really wouldn't worry about it, but you cover the keywords in their entirety. Whatever the mm-hmm. topic is, you want to hit on each keyword mm-hmm. as long as you're not competing with yourself. And you know if you're competing with yourself by doing a search in Google. If I do, if I search for this keyword and I search for this keyword, is Google showing different results or are they showing the same result? They're showing the same yeah. result. Pick a different keyword. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. to make Good. it easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, the question <laughs> from uh, Anshul Kabar. Sure. Yeah, what are your thoughts on semantic SEO? How to get started with a semantic SEO? Is it just answering the people also ask questions in the content? Yeah, that that's uh, absolutely. I think everybody's doing semantic SEO at the end of the day because a page is going to rank for hundreds of keywords. You know, so what I like to do is this. You optimize a page for one primary keyword. Mm-hmm. When you're searching Google Search Console or looking on SEMrush and Google starts sending you traffic, they start awarding you traffic. When they start sending in me in traffic, what I would start doing is looking in search console, start adding those keywords to the page, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so this way, again, your page is going to be optimized for one keyword, but you can start actually ranking for a lot more. Mm-hmm. So uh, the semantic SEO, everybody's optimized. Everybody's performing is semantic SEO, whether they know it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, does that answer that question? I, I hope I gave him the answer he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's better, you know, to to create content, and uh, Google can figure out about the rest, you know, if you have valuable content. Yeah, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't overly stress unless you have thousands and thousands of pages. Like, if you're an e-com site and you have product and you have a a blue lamp, 
a green lamp, a yellow lamp, an orange lamp, and it's all the same keyword, that's when it's a problem. Mm -hmm. But like, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't over obsess. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. how to add keywords? How do we actually know that Google understands uh, that this page is optimized uh, with these keywords? Uh, where do we need to submit them? Uh, because, you know, uh, uh, I remember uh, 10 years ago when we started uh, our uh, SEO journey, we just added them 5% uh, of time, you know, <laughs> on in our content. Uh, today, um, uh, I remember when I asked this question Lily Ray and she replied to me that uh, she doesn't consider uh, keyword density for over 10 years, something like this. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Do we need to uh, count some uh, ratio, how many times we need to use keywords? Do we need to submit them uh, in title, description, or any other places where you feel uh, it will bring more results? Okay. Well, so you, that was two questions. So the first question is, how do we start adding keywords to the page, Yeah. right? So, you know, when, when you're going in and pruning or updating your content monthly or bi-monthly, again, if I'm being rewarded with keywords and they're not on the page, get those words on the page because you'll start getting more traffic, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we add keywords. That's how guys end up with, you know, you start with a thousand word or 2000 word article. By next year, it's a 4,000 word article. That's because they're consistently getting traffic and adding more keywords to the page. The second part of the question uh, with densities, Google, there's a lot of things within Google that haven't changed since I started, right? Density is one of them. Mm -hmm. So if you take a look at the sort order on Google, the, SERP, the search engine results page, it reads like a book, you know, like, yeah. you know, the top performer probably has high density. The next guy is going to have the second best density. The next guy is going to have the other density. And then there's other co-occurring keywords, LSI terms, whatever you want to call them. You know, your, your variations of the keyword, the exact match. Do I think that density matters? I do very much so. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, it matters in heading tags. So there's particular zones on the page, your 1H, 1H2s, H3s, mm -hmm, H4s. Mm -hmm. You know, by looking at the density of keywords in your zones is very important. And then the overall density of your primary keyword and variations and secondaries, it's very important. Uh, in my mm -hmm. opinion, if you go look, top performers have higher density than the guys down below. I mean, it's there's no, no denying it. It's very important in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think SEMrush shares a few studies about changing uh, H2, H3 to submit their keywords, to check out results. So, yeah, it works today. Uh, because John Mueller uh, yeah, replied to this question that uh, if you uh, uh, use keywords in your uh, structure, you know, in uh, subheadings, uh, so uh, if you uh, bold them, I mean, like if you use uh, some, uh, I don't know, uh, the text is different. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can get much higher result. So yeah, it depends. Yeah, okay. You can. I, I have the yeah, <laughs> I have the question about link building. Can you tell more uh, your approaches? Black hat, white hat, uh, PR campaigns, outreach, personalized. What today actually work? Because, you know, I, I often get this question. What I need to do? There are a bunch of techniques. Which one to use? How to find them? And, uh, yeah, and uh, how do I know that these techniques will bring results? Because it's a long playing game. Yeah, I can wait for six months with uh, the wrong building strategy. For sure. 
So when we start talking about link building, you know, th there's two sides of the coin. And really, the only reason why you would go to the darker side of the coin is because of money, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason why people do gray and black hat is because they don't have the budget to do what's the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, if I have a client that has the budget, budget's not an issue. The first thing that I want to do is get into the link graph. So mm -hmm. for the primary keywords that I want to rank for, who are the top competitors and what are their, their most authoritative referring domains? Mm -hmm. If I can build those exact same referring domains, chances are I'm going to hit first page really quick. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. the problem in lies is when you start build, getting into the link graph, but buying and getting the links that your competition has, some of those links are 200, 300, 500, 1,000. You know what I mean? So that's why people start going over to the black hat side, buying PBN mm -hmm. links for 20 or 50 bucks or buying guest posts. So to do it right, you want to get into the link graph and get the links that your leading competition has. That's the best mm -hmm. way to do link building. If you want to save money, that's when all the shadier stuff, your automated tools, your PBNs, your guest posts, your, you know, your, you know, all that stuff, this works. Mm -hmm. But for long-term success, the best thing to do is build the links that your competition has and start with the best ones that you can afford. That's what I would mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I have the question about uh, from one of my clients. Uh, he has a website about Forex, crypto, binary options, trading, something like this. And most of his competitors um, have backlinks from uh, Forbes, uh, Entrepreneur. And yeah, they are no follow. But you know, when I try to figure out how to create these links, uh, I got it that I need to use PR campaigns, you know, because uh, this website was hit by uh, your money, your life. Um, and this website lost traffic, a lot of traffic. Today, we are trying to improve, um, you know, like trust because. Um, uh, we, we think that uh, trust uh, is not enough on this website, uh, so we need to build authority. Uh, we started to build a page about us, uh, to use outbound links, uh, or m m many many things. But right. what do you think about uh, no-follow links from uh, big websites like Wikipedia, Forbes, and many others? Uh, uh, it helps to get results or uh, it's just wasting time? What do you think? Uh, no-follow links still pass power. Mm -hmm. uh, high authoritative websites have a overwhelming amount of no follow links. Mm -hmm. I think it applies a level of trust. Um, I think no follow is still valuable. I think that they still play a part in your overall campaigns. Um, and then as far as the authoritative sources, if you're looking at the leading competition and they have your Forbes and they have your yeah. Mashables or whatever it is, again, that's getting into the link graph. If all mm -hmm. the trusted sites have these links, and I want to be a trusted site. I need to get into the link graph. So yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah, you're going to need to. And those links, you know, those are 1500 a pop, you know, so. You know, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I, I don't care about no follow or no follow link if it's <laughs> linked from an authoritative website and relevant as well. And as a, as a caveat in our testing group, I run a testing group at SEO Mastermind. So we tested the Wikipedia deal, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're no follow, but if you build up trust within the platform, you can start getting links. You can do like references, right? Mm -hmm. So not on the DR level, but on the UR level, if you like Ahrefs, it literally shot from a 12 to a 42 with one no follow link. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. So they're being counted. They're being weighted. There's definitely something there and no follow passes power for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. I love it. Yeah. 
uh yeah we need to use some peer campaigns and pay these publications to get this yeah this link so because... it's pay to play the whole way i've noticed with seo it's sad and it hurts you know but uh -huh. it is what it is if you want to win big keywords it's gonna cost you you know <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts about outbound links? Uh, because, for example, when I read uh, blogs from Neil Patel, Ahrefs, Branding, they use a lot of outbound links to prove the point. Uh, do yes. we need to use the same strategy to uh, to provide more trust for our uh, uh, content? Uh, yeah, just share about that. Well, Google's a spider at the end of the day, mm -hmm. and this is how the web works. Right. So authoritative sources linked to other authoritative sources. Mm -hmm. So do I think that, you know, per thousand words, should I have at least two external links? Definitely. Mm -hmm. And what we generally do is no matter what your keyword is, or at least the topic, there's going to be a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you type in that keyword, go to Wikipedia, scroll all the way to the bottom on every Wikipedia page. They probably have 500 references. Pick mm -hmm. one. And there's <laughs> your there's your authority external link. That's what we do. It's very effective. Mm -hmm. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I'll consider. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I need to steal the strategy, you know, because yeah, we, we thought about Wikipedia in the first stage because uh, we don't want to link uh, our competitors. And yeah, why not? If you can link to Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, Very not simple. to Wikipedia, but the sites that Wikipedia links to, like the uh -huh. references down at the bottom. A lot of them are going to be .edu.gov. Those are the sources, you know, universities, schools. But if they're getting a link from Wikipedia on the topic, that's a relevant source. I'm going to mm -hmm. use that for my external links for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just follow yeah. the, you know, Wikipedia is an authority site, you know. So, hey, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm getting it. Uh, that was actually from North Korea, you know, <laughs> they have no internet, but they're interested to learn more about <laughs> what will work on in some time, you know, yeah, things happen. <laughs> Love it. Like, okay, uh, what are your thoughts about PBM? Do we need to use or it's only for specific niches? I don't know, adult, uh, finance, uh, yeah, what do you think? Did you say PBN or PR? Uh, PBN, uh, private blog network, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. private blog networks, public blog networks. At the end of the day, we we put that label onto the network. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To Google, it's just another website until proved differently, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to go buy a link from another website, I don't see anything getting wrong. That's how the that's how the internet works, right? Mm -hmm. It's just another website until Google deems that site to be toxic or bad. Mm -hmm. So buying links or getting links, acquiring links from other websites is a great idea. Um, but I think you need to be very selective of where you get these links and are they in the link graph? Do your, mm -hmm. does your competitors have similar type links? If not, I might look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. A link yeah. is a link is a link. It doesn't matter. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I found that um, some websites that exist for many years, they used uh obsolete strategies, but they change approaches. So we need to filter out uh, uh, these backlinks. For example, uh, yeah, they have traffic, but it doesn't mean that they have traffic because of obsolete strategies that they used before, you know, for many years. So yeah, it, it takes time to filter out, to analyze and uh, decide where we need to pay more attention, what actually will bring more results. 
Yeah, we have the question about uh, Webflow backend. How to work with structured data in Webflow backend? I don't use uh, Webflow. I really, really like what they've built over there. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. The issue that I don't like, though, is I have to use their hosting, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know much about Webflow. It is a beautiful tool, but I don't personally use it. So unfortunately, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. You know, guys, if I uh, don't know about some tool, I go to Google and YouTube, you know, two of the best places where you That's can right. find all information online, you know, yeah. Uh, if I need to learn more about AI or uh, any other tools, I Google them, review, and yeah, it's better to start from reading reviews because uh, it will provide some insights. Do you need to learn more deeply and go ahead with that? <laughs> yeah. What do and you I'm reading about? some of your questions in there, uh -huh. like the semantic SEO, like don't, like that, if I could give any walkaway advice, it's don't overthink this one mm -hmm. page, one keyword, write out the best content you can covering all the, all the basics, like cover everything as best as you can put as many as the most beautiful images you can put a video in there, put an audio in there, just write the best you can for the keyword you're targeting and keep it so simple. If you could just keep stuff simple, you'll do so well. Like don't overthink it. Like keyword clustering and siloing and semantic SEO. Just write the best page and you will do phenomenal. I really, you know, as the yeah. longer I do this, the more I realize that if you just stick to the fundamentals and the basics, you'll do great. You'll do absolutely phenomenal. I, I agree with that. But, you know, for example, uh, uh, you know, um, I have a few clients, big clients, big companies. And when they, I ask them, you need to create the best possible content. And they reply to me. You know, I have no time with that. I have no experience with that because I need to develop and invite my products to compete with them, you know, to create high quality products. How to find writers who can handle the process, you know, who can uh, create this content? Because, yeah, uh, if uh, I have experience to write content, to simplify it, to provide the best valuable stuff. But when you uh, delegate all of this uh, from your experience, how to uh, to handle the process? So what I learned is this, it's not hard to find a very high quality writer that knows about your topic. The problem that I found is you don't want to pay them. So mm -hmm. if, if you like, you have to invest in the content. I learned this early on, like <clears throat> you can't skimp on the thing that drives 90% of, of everything, you know, as far as traffic is concerned. So like if you're going out to any of these platforms and you're trying to get writers, like whether it's going to be people per hour, Upwork, any of these places, there's, there's people there, you know, mm -hmm. instead of offering, you know, the $5 per hundred words, offer 10. If you pay people what they're worth, you'll get an influx of high quality writers and they're mm -hmm. worth it because that's, it's, it's key. I used to skimp on this. If I get, that's another lesson that I've learned the hard way. Do not skimp on the content. It matters massively, in my opinion. Um, and then don't skip the next step because you might have that mm -hmm. first step of the writer, but then you need to optimize it properly as far as the search engine densities, LSI. As far as the jobs are concerned, if, if you put up a job and start taking in applications, say on Upwork, and you take 10 and you give them the tests, that works. Um that's how I would do it. But go above what the market is paying and you'll get a very high quality writer. You're going to pay for it, but then you have somebody for life. You know, like it's worth it. It's it's an investment in your business. It's worth every cent, in my opinion. And I'm cheap, you know, like I'm a frugal guy. <laughs> but content is key.
Yeah. yeah. By the way, she shares that she wanna write content for you if you need. <laughs> Reach out to say. I mean, I have somebody that does, you know, your blog content, your inner pages. We're doing it at two dollars a hundred words, and it's coming back ninety-five percent surfer optimized. Right. Mm -hmm. I have that level of content, but then when I have clients, like I have lawyer clients in LA and in New York, and we're on the first page, we didn't get to the first page by two dollar per hundred word content. I was paying that guy $10 per hundred words to write a optimized article around the niche, you know? So you get what you pay for with content <laughs> for sure. And okay. AI. What about uh, expertise? For example, uh, you know, um, the main issue that I have with writers online that they don't know the topic. For example, for my blog, I usually write myself or, uh, uh, for my Ukrainian blog, uh, we cooperate with digital marketers who uh, only write about marketing. They don't touch any other topics. They don't know other topics. Uh, from your experience, can we cooperate with writers who write about everything or it's better to find someone who writes only about one topic and uh, yeah, yeah, who, who is an expert in one topic? Well, you know, with NLP or whatever you want to call it, Google can understand the words and the words that are before words, right? Mm -hmm. The way it's phrased, the, the terminologies that's being used. You know, can you get away with junk content that's just from a general writer and optimizing it? Sure. But if you want to rank number one and number two, number mm -hmm. three, I think you need to have, you know, somebody that has the right terms, the right, you, you get what I mean? I, it has to be a higher quality. I think it's much better to go with somebody that knows the topic inside and out, knows all the terminology, and it's written by a person that understands that because mm -hmm. you can get away with an article from a general writer, but it's not going to mm -hmm. perform as good as this one. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you know that. I mean, I'm sure like if I wrote about SEO tools or you wrote about SEO tools, I bet you you'd write a better article. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think about rewriting? Uh, Google can, you know, many copywriters, they usually rewrite existing content and it's the same content, but with other words, synonyms, structure. And can Google understand or it's better to provide some new insights from your personal experience or copywriter's experience? What do you think about it? If you want to be number one, mm -hmm. yeah. it has to be unique, right? Yeah. But if you want to just start bringing in traffic, you can rewrite articles. The best thing to generally do is say I have a topic and it's targeting an exact match keyword. If you make the variation and use the same article, but in that article, it's just variation and you get to about 60% uniqueness mm -hmm. and it's just a slight variant, you can do very, very well, but you're never going to outperform the original. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but you, that doesn't mean I can't go get traffic. You know, and, mm -hmm. and we see this running rampant inside the local space, you know, like big, massive marketing agencies. If you go look at their, you know, digital marketing, New York, digital marketing, Los Angeles, digital marketing, it's the same content. So you can mm -hmm. do it, mm -hmm. but it's not for long-term success and not to be number one. So mm -hmm. I think uniqueness yeah. and high quality is the way to roll with content, with content, no skipping yeah. on the content. I know it's hard and it's expensive. I know. <laughs> but there's no way around it, you know, yeah. but you can get away with it. It's better yeah. less, but quality, you know, don't try, you know, if you have limited resources, hire a specialist, 
who can write less but quality you know then trying to cover uh i don't know 10 text uh for week you know yeah it's hard to uh, control them to analyze to edit so yeah and then there's other factors at play too like if i go get an article i rewrite it to 60 percent unique and i post that and i blast it with links hey i might be able to rank you know mm -hmm. but we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when google has another update and then another mm -hmm. update like if you for long-term success get unique high quality high quality doesn't mean you don't have to pay for it you know like it doesn't have to be super but well-written content that's unique that's optimized for term frequency and i think you'll do very well mm -hmm. yeah, for sure nice. uh, what do you think about ie tools artificial intelligence do we need to use them how it helps to uh, create high quality content yeah anything about ie tools so currently there's there's no true AI because like at least for the word content there's no true AI because it's taking and rewriting in a way it's very clever but it's not a true AI it's not thinking for itself it's taking something mm -hmm. that's existing and rewriting it in a very mm -hmm. clever way right at mm -hmm. the end of the day it's not true AI yet but it will be so do I think that they're good for a writing assistant to give ideas yes but we tested this we went to all the top ones Jasper SEO tools you know, they have a tool out there called Huggy Face. It's a GPT-2 tester. We mm -hmm. took all of the contents, Article Forge, all of them, right? Mm -hmm. We tested it. A free tool, a free, it's completely free. It's called Huggy Face. It's a GPT-2 detector. Mm -hmm. A free tool can detect it. So what I'm getting at here is they're great to assist with your writing, but I wouldn't just only leverage that AI content. I don't if, they, if a free tool can detect it, Google's going to detect it. And for long-term success, write unique. Um, do I like these tools? I love playing with them, especially the video AI stuff, right? Like where you can like chop the videos up and it makes mm -hmm. them, like they're awesome. But nothing's going to be an authentic, fully unique, high quality piece of content, you know? Totally. You know, yeah, I, I love uh, testing and playing with these tools as well. You know, yeah, I spent some time, you know, because they... Uh, they can't replace writing, but they can help with writing. You no, know? sometimes I can get full nonsense. You know, when uh, I use keywords, topics, I get nonsense. But sometimes I can get really valuable information, and I can combine with my experience. So it it helps to save time, so much time uh, learning, exactly. discovering about this content. Yeah, but just like going over to Jasper and like typing mm -hmm. in the keyword, and it spits out two hundred words, and then just copy yeah. and paste. That's probably not going to work out too well. You, you might you might get some quick wins, but mm -hmm. I would really I like to use the AI currently as, as you know talking about the writing content, right? Mm -hmm. At least the AI that's out there now, I like it as an assistant. It's very mm -hmm. helpful. It speeds up the process. But there's other stuff that's going on, like you know, like uh, auto rebuilders from the Wayback Machine. That's really good AI. You know, like. Mm -hmm. uh, combining videos and making another video that's another ai that i saw that's super cool right mm -hmm. so i think i think in the next five years it's going to be awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> i do heck yeah yeah okay <laughs> we have the question about core web vitals uh will google aggressively push it further as a ranking factor what do you think about that so you know i don't look at the core web vitals the speed any of that the only way that i feel that it's going to hurt me is if mm -hmm. I'm slower or worse than the leading competition. So mm -hmm. do I think that, am I going to go out there and spend a ton of money to get lightning fast 
not if my competition's only loading out at, at a second, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the metric to look at, Kyle Roof uh, tested this, uh, time to first bite. So I'd look at time to first bite. As long as my server response time, the time to first bite is 500 milliseconds or faster, I think I'm good. And as far as the other three metrics that Google Lighthouse is looking at, like the Core Web Vitals, as long as I'm just as fast or slightly faster than the competition, I wouldn't go spending more money. Once I mm-hmm. meet the competition requirement and I'm at 500 milliseconds server response time, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <clears throat> I, I usually share uh, this task to my web developers and tell them, Please make as fast as possible, you know. And and uh, by the way, I never uh, uh, <laughs> I, I never take the first approach because uh, I usually get the reply. We did everything, you know. I, I, no way, guys. <laughs> Just check out check out one more time, you know, to analyze it. We need to make faster. No, how? But web developers can provide yeah, much oh, faster. for sure. <laughs> yeah, they can minimize plugins and themes and HTML. But something that I I realized you know, as my career progressed is that's another key place, not the skimp is you can remedy a lot Mm -hmm. of issues by buying a VPS. So -hmm. instead of shared hosting or any of this stuff, like pay the money, go get Amazon, go, go get a server. (laughs) You'll, Mm -hmm. you can remedy so much stuff by just having really good hosting. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I have the question about learning SEO. Let's get back to our main topic. Sure. Uh, <laughs> tell how to learn SEO today. For example, if someone wanna be uh, an expert like you, you know, to uh, to get all the skills, knowledge, experience, what uh, it's better to do today? How I did a lot of it. Uh, maybe I shouldn't admit this was by testing on sites, right? Mm-hmm. Like Fiverr for me, I had 786 reviews. I had hundreds and hundreds of clients. So I was Mm -hmm. able to learn because they'd want me to do something and I was able to learn on the website. So Mm -hmm. if I could start over, right, and I didn't have that opportunity, what I would do is buy a domain, you know, buy your domain, launch your website, and then go over to YouTube or wherever you want, pick two or three guys or gals that you really like and whatever they're talking about, bring it over to your website, your test website and start implementing it, Mm -hmm. you know, like launch a page and just start tinkering. Like, I think the best way to learn is from, you know, actually doing it. So whatever you're reading or whatever you're learning on like blackout world, or you're on YouTube, or maybe you go to Udemy and you buy a course and just go through the the basic fundamentals Mm -hmm. and then just implement it on your site. Cause you're going to learn so much as you're actually doing it. Yeah. It'll, it'll super, it'll supersede everything that, you know, you can put in a course, like actually just start doing it. That's what I would do. Buy a website, learn something, go test it out. You know, mm-hmm. everything you hear, just go test it out on that site and see what works. Yeah. That's what, but what you're going to find is if you go to Udemy, I think you said like a $10 course that goes over the basics, mm-hmm. follow that. <laughs> if you stick okay. to the fundamentals, you'll do great. I promise yeah. you. Yeah, guys, you can find everything from one course, from uh, one article. You need to read more articles uh, to take more courses. And one more thing, open YouTube and find Chris Palmer, uh, learn from yes. him, you know, because he's live streaming almost single, almost every day. I don't know. When I open YouTube, I... Every day. Chris Palmer, Chris Palmer, Chris Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> You're in my suggestions, you know, yeah, Google recommends your channel all the time. 
probably because I'm fun. I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I love there's it. a lot of small pieces, you know. So <laughs> I just take I just think of one idea. I have a I have a vision board here. So whatever there's there's one idea, one topic where I get a question and a comment, I'll make a video. Because there's, there's the fundamentals and then there's each little piece I like to digest. Like I like to dissect, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another piece too. Like I talk about a lot of different stuff, you know, like don't go chasing. See with SEO, there's, there's your, your basic and fundamentals that you're going to do to succeed, but then there's a lot of shortcuts, right? And that's mm -hmm. what my channel, I teach a lot of the shortcuts, a lot of the tricks, a lot of the hacks, a lot of ways to speed up the process. But don't start doing that until you mastered the fundamentals. I've mastered the fundamentals. So now mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to, I need something to do here. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it is the way of learning. For example, when you learn something, share with your audience on social media. It helps to memorize, you know, because people forget about new skills uh, very fast. You know, for a few weeks, probably you can forget anything, you know. Yeah. But when you share and implement, yeah. You can learn and uh, memorize uh, longer. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. of that. Yep. You you don't know that you know something until you can go and teach it. So I mm -hmm. I agree with that. I love I like doing that too. And then it really cements it in. You know, <laughs> for yeah. sure. It's fun. Yeah, Chris. It's a big pleasure to get you on my show. You know, yeah, to learn from you. You reply to a lot of questions, valuable questions. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. We know about YouTube channel, provide other channels. Oh, sure. Oh, so that's it. That's that's we're done. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was quick. Okay. Do we answer everybody's question? Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that you know it for the people that were here. I want to make sure that I helped everybody. We helped everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're good. I just want to make sure everybody's. You know, yeah, I like to leave a good you, impression. Everything. It's the first time. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, again, my name's Chris Palmer SEO on YouTube. I mm -hmm. have the www.seomastermind.org. That's a mastermind. We do a testing, affiliate, and local. Everything, everything is there. Also, do mm -hmm. training stuff too. Um, and then if you need done for you services or done with you, done for mm -hmm. you or done with you, ChrisPalmerMarketing.com. So mm -hmm. that's everything right there. <laughs> Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks a sure. lot for your time. You know, you, I, I'm pretty sure you're so busy, you know, because you share a lot of content online, you know, so valuable. So thanks a lot for your Thank time. You. Thank you it's for a having pleasure me. to have you on Thank my you, show. Brother. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.